Terry in the backfield. He gets the handoff. Tries the left side to the five. Welcome to another segment of the Bills Yak Podcast. Um, obviously, we know the Bills are headed to Kansas City to uh, take, um, well, to try to take care of the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, and get to Tampa themselves. But uh, we got a bit of, I guess, good news. Uh, some some people were not too happy with this news. Me personally, I was cool with it. You know, um, Brian Dable was passed up surprisingly for. The head coaching jobs, more more importantly, the Chargers job that everybody was assuming the media was reporting was all but all but his. I, uh, you know, it, very shocking. Speaking of the connections, we're going to talk about the connections to the Chargers that he had, why everybody assumed he had the job, and where does Buffalo go from here with him? Obviously, most likely returning back to next, returning back to the team. But before we go, before we get started, I got my guys with me: James Mallory, Greg, uh, the Sports Bully Boucher. Guys, what's going on? What's up? What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? Let's get it. All right. So, was it? Did this shock you guys? Uh, to see him not get a job because I mean, I thought we were all but sure. Like, well, which job is he going to take? Well, he's definitely going to pick the Herbert, the Chargers job with Herbert, right? Because he's just like Josh, young quarterback, solid defense. L.A. Dable's taking this because it, it, it seemed like it was his choice, right? Yeah, it definitely did. It seemed like he was. He was going to have his options, you know, like, okay, this is the job I want. Thank you, but no thank you to the other guys. I can't lie, man. I'm I'm extremely shocked that Dable did not get a job. I thought for sure. I was saying it like, oh, man, he's gone. He's gone. I thought there was no way with how the office performed this year and how Josh Allen developed. I thought it was no way in the world he would be back with us. But, hey, I'm taking it as a good thing. Hey, let's keep keep. I mean, building, and I think it's great for the future to have another year. Josh got another year with those same OC, so I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing a trend these last couple of years where coaches with the vacancies, everyone's trying to get that next hot thing. Whichever team has, you know, a, a good offense, they're going to go and try to pluck that coordinator. A good defense, they're going to try and pluck that 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 coordinator. So it seemed like the hype around the Bills – and the development of Josh Allen took the NFL by storm, took the media by storm. We became so relevant and, and the whole country seemed like, who's this Josh Allen guy? I love this guy. You know, and with that comes, well, how the hell is Josh Allen so good? How come this Bill's offense is so good? And so they're putting up points or doing all these great things. And usually we see that interest go to, okay, well, what's, who's the offensive coordinator? Who's the guru behind it? And Brian Dable, became this commodity and we all thought this guy's going to get a job. I mean, you know, there's very few candidates with his, his resume at this point, who's done the things they've done. And it's not just the offense. A couple of years ago, everybody, there was a, a big consensus around the league that Josh Allen was trash and was going to be trash. He was overrated. All he could do was throw the ball deep. And you got this quarterback whisperer who turns this raw, guy from Wyoming into an MVP candidate overnight, you would think teams would be lining up to get the services of Brian Dable to come do that for their quarterback. And this guy basically had the job, according to the media, and he'll be back next year. And 
you know, as a fan, I'm cool with that. I, I don't. We, we can. We're going to get into. I'm sure the who's, the what's, the why's, the when's. But I think the more continuity you have from the head coach to the coordinators and, and the staff and everybody in between, the better we're going to be, and the better that is for Josh Allen. And the better around Josh Allen and the best Josh Allen we get, we're we're going to have a continued success like this. I mean, wouldn't that be something? I mean, it's just to if Leslie Frazier doesn't get the Texans job and Brian Dable's returning, to pretty much return our entire coaching staff. Uh, pretty much, what, this year three, year four? Year three in a row? Year four. Three three in a four. Row. This is going to be four. Well, because we had Dennis in the first year, right? Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. We had Dennis well, in the first year. Well, was Den- Dennison, was he here with Josh? I don't think he's here with Josh. That was Tyrod Taylor. He was with Tyrod, right. So we, Dable came with Josh. So we've had Dable all three years, right? So, But, yeah. we, but the, just the fact to return – our core coaching staff three years in a row after making the playoffs two out of three years and actually going 13 and three this year and at least guaranteeing your spot in the AFC championship game. I mean, that that's just kind of unheard of nowadays, because like you said, Greg, it's about getting the, the, the next hot thing the you know, what's hot off the press taken from the rich to feed the poor essentially. Right. Um, we thought that this job was guaranteed. Obviously, we know Tom Telesco is the GM, general manager of the Chargers. We know that Tom Telesco is also from Buffalo. We know that they both went to St. Joe's together. It was all but guaranteed. Justin Herbert, same type of size. I'm not going to say same arm as, as Allen, but a lot of similar traits. Very similar situation. It's guaranteed. And boom, it doesn't happen. They hire a defensive coordinator from the Rams. James, when that popped up on your screen, what did you think? To be honest with you, first thing I, I thought was like, well, who do he know? Who is he cool with to get that job? Because if you put the two res I mean just resumes, you know, obviously, you know, the Rams defense did, man, they had a hell of a year. But when you put the two resumes up together, it's like, well, I think you would probably take Dable. But, you know, I was like, wow, you know, what what happened for him not to get the job? What went wrong? Because I thought that was a, a, like a done deal. You know, like you said, both of them went to Franny's, you know, and I just was like, if it wasn't St. Francis, like, hey, oh, was that, was it St. Something. Francis? It wasn't St. Yeah, they, they, St. Francis. Yep. Oh, I keep saying St. Joe's, jeez. Yeah, they went, to, they went to Franny's. And, you know, for them both to know each other and for them both to, you know, have a, a prior relationship, some type of prior relationship. And I believe there probably is some trust there. And then what's been done with Josh Allen, I was surprised. I'm like, what? You know, I thought it was like some type of typo or something like that. So, hey, but it's our game. It's our game. So I'm good with it. You know, I, and I'm thinking, you know, Greg, I got a question for you. I mean, why do you think the Chargers all of a sudden hire Brandon Staley? Do you think that it was sort of impressive performance by that defense versus Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Do you think that possibly the Chargers just didn't want to wait because obviously a Buffalo wins this next game and they go to Super Bowl. Now you have to wait. Three to three to four more weeks to get this done. Do you think was impatient? What, what do you think? Yeah, obviously it's all speculative. What could happen? Yeah, I mean, you you could on one hand you could say, all right, this guy went out there with this Rams defense and they they, they put up a good showing and this that and the other thing, and that's the guy we want. Um, you could also sit there and say they were impatient. I, I think it's it's more about the chemistry being built. I know I know James said earlier, you know, it, it's it's a big network thing. It's a, it's a, who, you know, kind of thing. A lot of times and, and who's worked with somebody, we, we forget 
a lot of these coaches come from trees and they know a guy and they were in, in, a, in a place where they were in college with a guy and now they know a guy here. So there could be a connection there that we really don't know about, you know, somewhere along the lines that, that, that got him there. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a chemistry thing. And we see Brian Dable in interviews and, you know, we see how his conduct is and we see him in these little, you know, little clips, but we don't know Brian Dable. We don't know how he operates behind the scenes. We don't know his personality. We don't know. He could be the biggest dictator, tyrant in the coaching office and rubs people the wrong way. You know, we, we don't know that. And maybe L.A. was looking for a certain kind of fit personality wise. And maybe they had a different type of vision for what they wanted to do with the franchise going forward, what needed to be rebuilt, who they need to retain, who they didn't need to retain. And maybe that Dable's philosophy just didn't match up with what they wanted personality wise or, or projecting into the future. Um, like I said, we could speculate all day long, which is which what we'll do. Um, but it would be nice to be a, a fly on the wall in some of those interviews and just kind of see what the character of some of these people are when they're in that interview. You know, what what they're really like behind closed doors, cameras off, and they're just mano a mano and, and how they conduct themselves. Right. No, no way Brian Dable could have been uh, Josh McDaniels or Bill O'Brien, right? There's no, there's no possible way <laughs> coming from that tree, you know? And maybe, you yeah. know, you make a good point there. That's the name that we haven't heard either as uh, Josh McDaniels. I didn't no. hear his name not no, one time. This offseason. Eagles. Eagles hot in the trail right now. Oh, really? Let, it, uh, within the last 24 to 48 hours, Eagles had two meetings with him already. So they out in the trail. Oh, That'd be a so mistake. They, yeah, I think so. It's just that whole <laughs> NFC East is a mistake. You know, uh, yeah, it's just that's what that is. I mean, obviously, I think Washington has the brightest future there, but that's another story. I don't want to get into that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Greg, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we don't know how those interviews went. We're not a fly on the wall. We'd love to be to see why, how, why he's not getting the job. But, you know, there's something there why he isn't getting these jobs because it's at least two, two or three that I thought he'd have been a serious candidate for where he didn't get it. And it's like, wow, you know, so, huh, it makes you wonder. Because I got to be – What I was thinking, too, as, as you were saying is, you know, Obviously, it's his. He's, he's said it time and time again. It's it's his dream to become an NFL coach, but maybe, 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 maybe we're just underestimating the relationship he has with Josh Allen. That yeah. maybe he's not going to leave what he has here right now until he finds that perfect job. You know, we heard for years rumors about Bill Cowher. He would only come back to coach the Giants. That would be his team. Maybe Brian Dable has a, a fantasy job that he wants. Maybe he wants to be the head coach of New England. Maybe he wants to be the Buffalo Bills head coach one day. You know, I mean, maybe he's holding out for his right opportunity. He's, he's looking at it like, I don't want to leave here with what I have in place right now to go chasing a job that I'm not really comfortable with until maybe one day I can get the job that I truly want, whichever that may be. And I say, we're speculating, but we don't know. That, that could be the situation. He's not, it's not like he's coming back here. He's coming back to a, a, a you know, a shit show like you would have down in, in Houston right now. He's coming back to do a, a great, great job where he's got a great young quarterback and a great young group of kids around them and talent. And there's not a lot of holes this off season that they need to fill. So, you know, it could be maybe the grass ain't always greener for him right now. Right. I mean, you got your left tackle sign, you got your center sign, you got your left guard, whoever that may be. I think it's going to be better going for a rookie deal. You got um, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley on the contract. That's a pretty cushy situation for OC. And, and I think you're right. That is something hard to give up for an unknown situation. Um, 
Well, it, it's interesting, though, that he did take the interview with the Chargers. I think he was highly interested in going there. If they would offer, he probably would have taken it. But the Eagles came knocking as soon as they found out that the Chargers were hiring Brandon Staley. And guess what? He said, I'm not interested. No, thanks. No, thanks. So that, you know, you may be, you may be on something, Greg, where it's like, listen, I'm just not going to take anything because we've seen coaches. And actually, personally, he's seen coaches from the same staff that he worked on. Bill O'Brien. Josh McDaniels take jobs and be almost one and done. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very interesting. James? Yeah. I mean, you got to be careful what you take, you know, to be careful what you wish for. I think that Texas job is just whoever takes that is just you just <laughs> destined to fail. I mean, they just looking for almost like a scapegoat. Somebody like, all right, you're going to be here for two years. We're going to fire you. We're going to fix some things. And then the next guy is going to develop a develop the team or you know roll with the team into the future so you really got to be careful because that one bad if you do one you know take one job and you do a bad job you may never ever 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 get opportunity look at some of the guys around the league who went to maybe not the perfect situation but took it because it was a head coaching opportunity and they never got another fair shake so I think Dable's playing it really really smart if that's the case and not just jumping at any job because there's a head coaching opportunity I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, look look at the um, defensive coordinator from New England who went to Detroit. You know, oh, Matt Patricia, yeah. Matt Patricia. I mean, this guy absolutely buried himself. You know, I mean, who knows how, who will get hired or whatever. But he went up there and had an absolute disaster of a career up in Detroit. Couldn't do the defense. was His, his marquee, his notoriety was for being this secondary genius to Bill Belichick, and he went up there and, and he basically put the worst defense in the NFL together for four straight years. So his reputation is tarnished. So who knows? Maybe Dable looks at it like, I want a young, and that's why maybe he was so interested in the L.A. job because I have a young quarterback there that I could work with and I could mold and almost kind of add to this, you know, quarterback whisperer, um, you know, <laughs> thing that he's got going on right now. And when the Eagles came and called and said, geez, you know what? there's nothing over there that intrigues me. You know, I don't know if he maybe doesn't have faith in Jalen Hurts. He doesn't like the situation between Jalen Hurts and what's going to happen with Carson Wentz and stuff like that over there. And, you know, it is kind of rocky ground right now. Um, And maybe he he just wasn't attracted to that and said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to come back to Buffalo, do what I do with the people I could do it with. And when that job opens up down the road, I'll, I'll snatch it up. You know, maybe market size matters, too, because obviously going to a situation with Philly, you have a lot of bloated contracts on that defense side of the ball. You just had a rift between the management of taking um, Justin – I mean, Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. You got a huge quarterback controversy. It, it's a lot – it's a, lot, a big mess over there, a huge mess over there. And, um, you know, I think it was smart of him to stray away from that job in particular because we – look. I mean, look how bad that Philly fan base could be, too. That'd be rough on a, on a first-time coach. Um, but one of the biggest things with Brian Dable, too, is I think that we may overlook he, – we, he was, we were so assured that he was going to get a job. The media was so assured that he was going to get a job. He probably midway through the season when Josh is an MVP candidate was so assured he was going to get a job. And I guess at that point, this may be a benefit to him that you're thinking moving forward, like, okay, I'm going to get this job. Now maybe you're thinking about – Week nine, week 10, okay, who can I get for a staff? Who can I do that? You know, what can I bring with me? Who can I bring with me? What players am I looking at? And obviously, you're in the middle of a playoff run. You're in the middle of a, a Super Bowl possible run. And you're thinking about these other things. But now, you've already got that ball rolling in your mind. 
But now, if you come back to Buffalo, you're probably the hottest candidate going on the market, pre-market hot candidate going to 2021, 2022, and you have an entire offseason and year to prepare further for that next step. That, that has to be a huge benefit to them. Absolutely. I think that, that puts them ahead of, the, ahead of the game right there. Mm-hmm. Now, this offseason, while you are looking at the roster, you're doing a lot of things, you also could be, could be prepping for your next move as well. We're humans. Let's be honest here. You're not saying, oh, I'm not thinking about the next job. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, and I think that really could put him ahead where he can kind of start, you know, brainstorming on what a potential staff could be for him in that next job. But I think that can also help him with focusing on – he can do two things at once. He can focus on more of the development of Josh and what he can do to take Josh to the even next level to really position him to put – to get when he does get a job, he has so much leverage when he goes into these interviews that it's like, dude, how can you not give him the job? So I think he's in a great position right now. I think he's going to capitalize. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely in the, in the, in the driver's seat right now. Um, I, I think we looked at it like – I think we're all pretty much shocked that he didn't get a job, especially some of the dudes that came out of the woodwork that get jobs. That Matt kind Campbell? Of, yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? There, there's people where you have to actually – hold on, who? who? <laughs> you know, let, let me – you know, uh, you know, Siri, could you, can, you, can, you, can you find this out for me? And, um, yeah. you know, so I, I think there was a lot of hype around Dable. Um, and, you know, who, who knows? And I, I also think, too, you know, there's, there is a good relationship between him and Josh Allen. And I think it's, it, it might be a hard thing to walk away from. But, um, you know, I, I don't see him – playing this foolishly and I and maybe he's seen other people and you know maybe he has a relationship with Matt Patricia where he saw something like that take place and he doesn't want to become blacklisted for jumping on a team and just taking the next job that he can get no matter what the situation is where it is what's going on there with management and jump in and say I'm a head coach now dreams dream check that off the box I'm a head coach in the NFL now what I got a dog shit roster. I got a GM who doesn't see eye to eye with me and the fan base hates me. And I'm going to be out of here in two years looking for another job somewhere. So, you know, the grass is always greener, isn't, isn't always greener. And uh, I think he stays in Buffalo next year and he builds up that resume. And, and like I said, going back, we were talking a couple couple podcasts ago about the work Allen has done with Jordan Palmer and what he's been saying about, they haven't even scratched the surface with this kid, you know? Yeah. yeah. When you start talking about, you know, down the road, if you're molding a guy that could be not just a perennial MVP and where that can go from there. And if, and if, if all the chips fall where they may, Josh Allen wins a Super Bowl this year and, and being the guy that's pretty much calling those shots and being behind it in a sense, he almost becomes bigger than the head coach here in Buffalo as the guy who's driving force behind the best player on a team, the best player in the conference, and quite possibly the best player in the league. And that might be very appealing to him to kind of assume that role of the, the head honcho here in Buffalo when he's not even the head honcho. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think all in all, we're all happy to see him come back. And I think you said it earlier, Greg, about the continuity. And I know James, you've been speaking on this too, about continuity. And, um, it takes me back to, you know, some people don't care about analytics and stats too much, but ESPN released the team continuity percentage before the season began. And Buffalo was the number one rated 
team continuity and they, they basis that on returning players, returning starters, returning coaching staff. And they gave him an 88 percentile, which was the highest in the league. And I think that this kind of, this, this season kind of showed that. Um, just in the season where there was limited training, there was limited, limited practices, there's limited everything. And I mean, and so much of an unknown, this team was ready to play. It seemed week in and week out. Um, they didn't seem like they skipped the beat, obviously missing players like Starla Tule and losing guys to Edmonds and Milano, like guys like Edmonds and Milano earlier this season with the injury definitely affected certain things, but they stuck together as a core and they were able to bring in guys like Stefan Diggs right away and have them fit in. So I think, you know, that plays a part. I think you guys are right. That plays a part into Brian Dable coming back. And we have to go back to, we've seen Josh McDaniels leave. He's seen Josh McDaniels leave Tom Brady. He's seen Bill O'Brien leave Tom Brady and one and done. Didn't work out for him. Didn't mm-hmm. work out for him at all. And obviously Bill O'Brien got Deshaun Watson. A lot more, a lot more went to Bill O'Brien's failure than just quarterback play. <laughs> it goes a lot deeper. That, whole organization and his attitude as a whole but no i'm happy to come back any final thoughts james yeah i mean i'm excited to have him back for another year i think this really gonna help josh development i think it's gonna help the team's development uh everybody's going to come in extremely comfortable with what they're doing and what's expected on the offense um so let's get the things roll it out i think we're gonna we can go another level or two up to be honest with you it's a lot of room for growth there it's a lot of potential and lastly, a little off topic, how do you think the Panthers feel right now? You let McDermott and Bean go. Okay. Yeah, you, I mean, think hurt, about man. that. Well, they got think Matt Rule. They got Matt Rule. I, I'm going to give Matt Rule a chance. You know, I just – we'll I mean, you had – but it, it, it hurts a little bit that you had both – you had two dudes in house that could have turned that franchise around. That's that, I don't care how good Matt Rule does. Dude, that's just not – Not to terrible. mention that they've been plucking the uh, – Panthers organization for the last couple of years between players and coaches. And, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I said the guy who's selling the popcorn in the stands used to work at <laughs> Panthers organization. They've plucked everybody they can get from over there too. So I, I think it's uh they were just slapping the face over there for them. They even stole yeah. the popcorn slinger, man. I'm good. Yeah. Dude, Carolina fans got to be highly upset. You watch Bean and McDermott walk out the door, you fire your GM, you fire a coach, you get a new coach in and, which you, you are where you are right now, and you're looking at the success these guys are having. The fan base got to think that's just totally unacceptable. Yeah, well, they don't have much to say. They live in Carolina. Be happy with what you get. Now, Greg, final thoughts, man. Yeah, I, I think we said it uh, several times tonight, uh, continuity. And um, I'm, the more times we can keep players and coaches who are successful and, and build the camaraderie and, and, and keep this machine working – the better we're going to be, especially at, at, at the coordinator end. We can keep Leslie Frazier. We can keep Brian Dable. We can keep all these key players in place and keep the same philosophy. I, I mean, James, you know, you, you come through, you play football, and you get a new coach. You, you can play Pop Warner, and the next next season you, you move up to, to midgets, and it's a different philosophy, it's different terminology, and you're kind of relearning things over again. There's not going to be any of that next year for this core group of guys. They're they're only going to build on what they have. And that goes a long way offensively and defensively when you don't have to learn a system over terminology over it's, they're going to be so far ahead of the game come next year. If, if they have a preseason with all these key things in place, and I think that's a big underestimate. And James said it earlier, 
sky's the limit for this for this team. If Dable stays with, with Allen and everyone stays healthy, God willing, sky's the limit. We could be here next year for the next couple of years having the same conversation about the AFC championship and who the Bills are playing if all these pieces stay stay in play for us in Buffalo. And I think you said a key word in your final thoughts there. You said if we have a preseason, you don't know what the offseason is going to be again. We have no idea. This pandemic is not over yet. And you could have a similar offseason to what we just had. And if that's the case, this is absolutely huge. And maybe that, and you know, we didn't think about it. Maybe something like that played a part in him not taking certain jobs. Like, hey, I don't want to take a job where I'm going to have, not be to have practices and things of that such to get my culture and get my thing and get my system built. That I, You know, we didn't even think about that until you said that. And, you know, another part in here, my final thoughts I want to think about, about Dable coming back is, we were almost we knew he would be a head coaching candidate going into this season. We did not how seriously you took it, probably depending on the person. Okay. About midseason, we knew that he would probably be gone. By week 17, we said, Oh, he is gone. But now we're saying next year we know one more year like this, and he definitely is gone. This does a lot for the mindset of Ken Dorsey and, and being an understudy to Brian Dable for the entirety of 2021 as well, because that, well, I highly doubt he goes with Dable because he is a McDermott Bean guy, but if, even if he does, or even if he doesn't, he's looking at an office coordinator job. So for his mindset, his mentality, he needs to learn all he can learn this year. And I think it prepares him mentally for him to transition right into that gig following Dable's most likely departure in 2021, 2022. Absolutely. So, so guys, this was a great segment. I mean, I, you know, it, it was very speculative. We don't know what happened, but we do know Brian Dable's back. We're all happy. And uh, we got one more game left. Now he says he's preparing the KC and hopefully this has a load off his shoulders for our preparation goals for this game. Cause we need every bit of firepower that we can have versus these chiefs, baby. That's it. Absolutely. No distractions, no distractions. That's it. So, guys, great segment. Make sure you guys are uh, subscribing to us on all our uh, platforms. And uh, we got a couple more segments coming for you this week. We want, uh, Greg said we're going to do four. Greg texted me up. They said, man, we need to do four segments this week. So, Greg said we're going to do four segments. That's we're going to do four segments. One, one for every one of the Bills Super Bowls. And then when they win, we're going to do a fifth one. That's it. Let's get it. <laughs> That's it. We out of here. The Buffalo Bills. for a touchdown.